Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. Ouija boards are often used to communicate with the beyond. I don't know about you, but I rarely hear of a good Ouija board outcome. Okay, ready to get spooked? I don't open myself up to spiritual activity. I've mentioned before that my mom taught me how to protect my energy and close myself off to spirits I don't want around me. I recall being around eight or nine years old when my best friend's stepdad passed away from cancer. I remember walking into the very haunted apartment and saying out loud, Jim, I don't want to see you. I miss you and I love you, but I don't want to see you. It worked for the most part and I never saw him, but I could definitely feel his energy around me. Needless to say, I was not prepared for the experience I had when I was in college. I was about 22 or 23 years old living with two of my sorority sisters in San Antonio, Texas. One day, me and my sorority sister were watching TV. The couches were situated in an L shape, and we were near the arms where the couches met. We put on some wonderfully trashy TV and rested the remote on the arm between us. In order for either one of us to grab it, the other would have definitely noticed. And just a side note, we weren't very far apart from the remote or from each other completely engrossed in the show we were watching. We were surprised when the volume went from 13 to 21, then all the way back down to zero. We looked over at each other with a puzzled look on our faces. I asked her, why did you do that? In a really confused tone. She said, I didn't even touch the remote. We looked down and the remote was in the same place. You know when you want to double check that someone saw the same thing you saw? That is what we did for a good five minutes. We did a bunch of, did you see that? Now, could the remote be broken? That type of stuff. We were both freaked out and began joking about a ghost being in the house. We just laughed it off like it was nothing. The next night, my roommate was in her room studying and her room was always very cold, so she never left the ceiling fan on. One night, as she was studying... The paper she had on her bed for reference flew off like a gust of wind passed by. She immediately got up and told me about it. My mom is into the metaphysical and I called her asking for advice. She told me I should sage the house, which I did. I take saging and purifying my spaces very seriously. I began to call the spirit by a name I made up. I think it was Maria or something similar. I later read that this was a bad call because giving the spirit a name only gives it more energy, which was the opposite of what we wanted to do. When I shared this tidbit with my roomies, they were like, oh, wonderful, now we really have a ghost. My other roommate, who was barely home most of the time, was gearing up for finals. She was always very serious about her studies and stayed up very late studying on the floor of her bedroom. I'm not joking when I tell you that she was very intense, very stressed, and very serious about work and school. She fell asleep on her bedroom floor studying till like 3 or 4 o'clock a.m. one night. She remembers being woken up because she felt a pressure on her back. She glanced behind her shoulders, 
and saw what looked to be a child's foot. She couldn't process what was going on or what she was seeing because she was still groggy from waking up. Then she felt the kid bounce up and down on her back and heard it laughing. She closed her eyes tightly until the pressure went away. She was terrified and she knew exactly what had happened. She had experienced something paranormal in the past, mostly stuff having to do with Mexican folklore and what we believe. And by the way, as you know from the previous episode, I'm Mexican, so that's a whole other gambit of spirituality. And her stories were terrifying. I have no reason to doubt her or what she said. She didn't joke about things like that. She told me what happened the next day and I was now on high alert. I called my mom again and she told me to stage the home and my two roommates. I told the girls that we couldn't joke about it anymore and that we needed to stop acknowledging the spirit, otherwise the events would continue. After the kid jumping on her back, my roomie was super serious about getting rid of the spirit. I saged the house, sprayed holy water everywhere, and said some prayers for positive energy. I also put up a concave pakwa mirror, which is used in feng shui. The mirror is to be hung outside of the door of a home and it will neutralize and absorb the negative energy. It's not a catch-all, but it definitely helps when it's being used correctly. The following week, I arrived home really late from work. It was about midnight or so. Having made up my mind that the spirit was now gone because we hadn't brought it up since the last cleansing, I was shocked by what happened next. I got ready for bed and got settled in when I heard a knock coming from my closet. I lived in an apartment and so I figured it was my upstairs neighbor. I ignored it and began to close my eyes. I heard the knock again and it was more prominent this time. I made up my mind that if this was a spirit, that I was done dealing with it. The knocking happened again and it seemed to move across the wall, each time making one big knock on the wall until it was near my bed, above my head. Once I heard the final knock, I quickly spoke up forcefully, stop it, that's enough. We never experienced anything again after that night. We moved out a few months after since we were graduating, but we still remember that and I'll never forget hearing those knocks. Cat 2 Cat 2 begins our tour of bad Ouija board experiences with her own tale of eerie occurrences. couple of paranormal experiences in my life. None that made me feel too uneasy, but this was one that actually made me leave my house for a weekend. It is definitely my fault for using the Ouija board. I do not recommend unless you know how to use it properly and will never try it again. This happened about seven years ago when I still lived at home with my parents. This is a long one. I want to make sure I get in as much detail as I can. When we first moved into this particular house, I had a horrible feeling almost immediately. I remember not being able to sleep as my bedroom door kept opening and closing as I stared at it all night long. This house is not super old. I believe it was built in the 50s, but I do know that it is in one of the oldest areas of our city. 
Over the six years I lived in the house, I had multiple smaller unexplained incidents occur. Doors opening and closing, knocking on the bathroom door when home alone, hearing footsteps from upstairs if we were down in the basement. Most things seemed fairly harmless, so I would either ignore or just accept it. I did start sleeping with my dog in my room as I felt the worst when I was in there. Now, on to my experience. My sister and her friend down the road had bought a Ouija board and planned to use it at the park near our house. This was during summer and I was on a break from college. I invited my friend over for the weekend as my parents were out of town and I had the whole house to myself. My sister had left the board at our house in our breezeway that weekend. When I saw it there, it sparked a conversation with my friend about the different strange occurrences we've had in general and in this house. Together, we thought, hey, why not just try the Ouija board out? We both thought it would be best to try it in the breezeway and not inside the actual house. Although, that did not seem to make a difference in the end. Now, I was a bit skeptical with the Ouija board and at the time, I did not really take it seriously. I thought my friend could be moving it or we both might be subconsciously moving it. I remember asking my mom if she had ever used it before when I was younger and she simply said, don't try it, ever. Apparently her warning did not deter me. My sister came home later that night and we all tried the Ouija board together again. I don't really remember anything too eventful or freaky happening when we used it to be honest, just the fact that the planchette was moving. We called it a night and went to sleep. We all slept in the basement on the floor as that's what we usually did during sleepovers and we were too afraid to sleep alone anyways after spending most of the night telling scary stories and using the board. Now here's where the weird stuff starts. The next morning, I heard a loud crash noise. I figured my dog jumped on the counter and knocked over some dishes in the kitchen. While my friend and sister were sleeping, I went upstairs to clean up the mess so my dog wouldn't eat it or get cut up by the glass. Well, there were no broken dishes. I was confused and I started to feel a bit nervous thinking maybe someone had broken into the house. Both doors were still locked so I took a deep breath and went to the top floor to see if anything was there. We have a window at the top of the stairs that is a double pane and sort of double windowed in general. It's like an outside window, a screen, and then an inside window. I'm not sure if this is how they used to do windows, but it's kind of odd to me. Anyways, the inside window is shattered and the broken glass has been knocked out towards the inside of the house. When I saw this, I felt sick to my stomach and ran to the basement to wake up my friend and sister to help. We all went upstairs together and cleaned up the mess. We tried to speculate on different things like wind pressure or the house shifting, but it just seemed so weird that only this one inside window broke and that the glass was pushed inside the house. After we had calmed down a bit, we looked around the rest of the house to make sure nothing else fell or was out of place. All looked okay, so we had breakfast and the rest of the morning was fairly normal. Later in the day, we decided to walk to the local 7-Eleven to get some snacks. I'd say we were gone all of 20 minutes. When we got back, we went into the living room area where the piano is. My friend loves the piano and singing, so a lot of the time we would just hang out and learn new songs on the piano. There are two pictures on the top of my piano. 
one is of myself, and one is of my sister. When we went into that room, I noticed that both of the pictures were upside down. I thought that was really weird, and I went to them to turn them over, but when I tried to, I noticed that the actual picture inside of the frame had been removed, turned upside down, and placed back into the frame. We spent the next 20 minutes trying to blame each other for doing this, but came to the conclusion that we had really been together the whole day and it would have been very noticeable if one of us went into the room to change the pictures as it's an open concept house. At least one of us would have definitely noticed. One other thing that was odd was that my dog, who is usually fairly independent, was glued to us at the hip all day. This left all of us extremely uneasy and we decided to leave the house for the weekend to stay at my friend's instead. It doesn't sound like a lot and I'm not 100% sure that it was the Ouija board that instigated the events, but I do know that it is something I will never forget. I definitely will not try the Ouija board again. I'm not too sure if we let something in or if it was the existing spirit I could already sense that was in the house. My parents still live in that house and I still feel very uneasy there. Well, I hope you enjoyed my own personal experience and thanks for listening. Wildcat, I'm a huge animal lover, so I hope you took the pup with you when you left the house over the weekend. In any case, I have the same theories as you. Perhaps it was the same entity you felt when you first moved into the house and since you essentially invited it to communicate, perhaps it was just saying hello in a really creepy, scary sort of way. Living Dead Girl 7 collects Ouija boards as a hobby. She tells us about her experience with a Ouija board she found in one of the spookiest towns in America, Salem, Massachusetts. Ouija boards. I know how strange this sounds. Most people collect stamps, coins, vinyl, posters, and the like. I should probably preface this by saying I have a pretty extensive knowledge of the paranormal. I have been having experiences with it since I was a child. This led me to delve into the world of paranormal investigation in my teens and early 20s, which coincided with my beginning to collect the boards. Since then, I have amassed quite a collection, but there is one that I refuse to even keep in my house. I call it the Salem Board. I used to do special effects makeup for films, and I was in Salem, Massachusetts for a job. As you have probably gathered, I am a lover of the strange, unusual, and all things creepy, so I was thrilled by this opportunity. I had gotten into town a few days before filming began so I could prep, but also so I could do a little sightseeing. I was wandering through some of the shops and happened to walk into one that had a pretty large collection of Ouija boards. Some were vintage, some were etched glass, and some were burned wood. At the back of the shop, there was a locked display case which immediately caught my eye. Alone on the top shelf was a board that looked as though it was the cross-section of a tree stump. It had the usual markings of a Ouija board, but they looked to be hand-carved into the wood. It was also covered with runes. 
I went to the guy behind the counter and asked how much it was. It's not for sale, he said quietly. Why not? I asked. He looked back at the cabinet and then back at me. That board is made from a tree that was used to hang witches during the Salem witch trials. I looked at him skeptically. That was a pretty tall claim. I really did want the board though. It would look great in my collection and be a cool conversation piece. Are you sure you don't want to sell it? Once again, he looked between me and the cabinet. $150. Cash. No returns. I handed him the money, and he walked to the cabinet to unlock it. He must have noticed a confused look on my face when he handed me the board. It doesn't come with a planchette. This board was not exactly meant to be used. I wasn't exactly sure how to respond to that, so I just said thanks and left the shop. Fast forward a few months, I am back home in Seattle in my one-bedroom apartment where I lived alone. I had put the Salem board in a box in my closet since I was waiting on a new display case and didn't really have anywhere else to put it. My closet had two sliding doors and a shelf on the top of the bar where you would hang clothes. The shelf was actually pretty large so it accommodated the box with room to spare. I had gone to bed that night and fell asleep with the TV on. I was awoken around 3am by the sound of something hitting my closet door. I checked to make sure my ball python, Kronos, was in his cage since every time he got out he would try to get into my closet where the hot water heater was. I saw he was curled up under his log and cautiously opened the closet door to see the box had fallen off the shelf and was now resting against the door. I was puzzled at this but thought that in my sleepiness I had just not pushed it back far enough. I pushed the box back and went back to sleep. About 30 minutes later, I heard another noise from my closet, but this time it was much louder. When I opened my eyes, I could see that one of my closet doors had been pushed outwards. The box had fallen off the shelf again, but this time had done it with so much force it had wedged between my clothes and the door. At this point, I was becoming a bit concerned. Instead of putting the box back on the shelf, I placed it on the floor of my closet and shut the door. When I woke up in the morning, I turned over to grab my phone off the nightstand and saw my closet door was wide open. The box had been pushed out into the middle of my room. At this point, I became concerned. This was an object with a lot of emotion attached to it. A lot of anger and a lot of pain and suffering. I thought it best to keep it in a box and put the box in my storage unit. A few years go by and my mom keeps bugging me to clean out some things from the unit since she needed some space for her stuff. It was in the middle of the summer and the storage unit was sweltering. I was going through boxes, aimlessly tossing things into piles when I came across that box. The room was suddenly freezing. I took the lid off and looked down. The Salem board was sitting on top of several other Ouija boards I had acquired over the years. They had all been cracked in half down the middle. All of them, except the Salem board. I stared into the box trying to comprehend what I was looking at. These boards looked like someone had just broken them over their knee. Surely, this was not the result of a box being dropped or jostled. I removed the board from the box and placed it in a wooden chest I had acquired from my great-grandmother who had considered herself to be a witch. 
it remains in that box to this day. I believe there are forces in this world that we will never understand. I am sure you are wondering why I didn't get rid of the board. In a way, I feel tied to it. It called to me, and I answered. I consider myself its keeper. As long as it is with me, everyone else is safe from whoever, or whatever, is attached to it. Oh man, see, it's things like this that freak me out about haunted objects. What is someone to do when you can't get rid of an item that is attached to you? Living Dead Girl, you are a hero for keeping that thing far away from me. Speaking of haunted objects, Austin wrote in sharing a story about objects randomly moving in his house and at his work. Oh boy, this is going to be nightmare fuel. So this probably started last year when I was watching TV in my living room and heard a loud bang in my laundry room. I go to inspect the sound and find detergent that was deep on a shelf, spilled all over the floor. I brushed that off and cleaned it up. Then three weeks later, my mom is making food in the kitchen and I'm just chilling in my room when suddenly she screams. I jolt into the kitchen and see a paper plate with some Tostito rolls on the ground. Apparently, she says, the plate flew off the counter right in front of her. I believe her, but I don't really think anything of it until I remember the detergent. The next day, I wake up to find my mom asking me if I cut anything on the counter last night. I'm like, uh, no, why? She then shows me two tiny but very noticeable scratch marks on the kitchen counter. I'm a little freaked at this point but nothing happens for a while. Probably four months after that incident, I was at work. I work as a produce clerk at a grocery store. I was going to fill up the apples when banana bread flew right off a display table right in front of me. I look around to see if anyone else saw it, and a customer that was nearby says, wow, wasn't that strange? And I'm like, thank God, I thought I was tripping. This is when I first saw something actually move in front of my eyes and basically when I started to believe in paranormal stuff. So fast forward to today. I'm chilling in the living room and decide to look into the kitchen for some weird reason and see some canned dog food just fall right out. I brush it off like usual. Then about an hour or two goes by and I'm listening to music with headphones in and hear a semi-loud noise coming from the kitchen. I come out to see nothing out of place. Anyway, that's my story. I never really believed in this stuff until I saw it with my own eyes. I'm with you there, Austin. I often hear the phrase, I gotta see it to believe it. But seeing things fly off a shelf is not something I'm interested in experiencing, ever. Charlie Ain't Here details their experience with a persistent entity who used a Ouija board to coerce them into handing over their soul.
I used to use a Ouija board that my friend had left in my possession. I had numerous messed up things happen after I began to use it. I know the original purpose of a Ouija board isn't to talk to ghosts. That whole phenomena happened because of Hollywood movies, basically. I don't believe they're evil at all. Everything that happens while using it depends on the people. I mean, it was initially a toy you used with your family, a thing to talk to the universe or your subconscious. That's not what I used it for, like so many others and my poor state of mind slash extremely unhealthy obsession with the paranormal attracted energies that were not good. The very first time using it was with a group of friends, including the one who gave it to me. We were at a park we used to always go to doing our spooky thing. We contacted a supposed little girl who likes the park. One of my friends asked her to show us where she is and on this very still night, one of the baby swings was moving. It consistently was gently swinging back and forth without slowing down. We all lost our minds. It was the coolest thing ever. We talked for a little while more before saying our goodbyes and packing up. Things were smooth enough when I first used the board on my own. I talked to a girl named Nora who was really friendly. She said she was afraid of her brother. On two separate occasions before I even touched a Ouija board, I had seen him based on her description and him recounting it. He was burned over most of his body, bald, had a no-lip smile, sharp teeth, intense black eyes, and was naked. He first appeared in my bedroom mirror while I was on the toilet. I blinked hard to see if he'd disappear, but he didn't. He only showed up in the mirror. When my boyfriend at the time came in because I called to him, he was gone. The second time was when I was walking back to my room from the kitchen. I have a habit of looking in mirrors as I pass them and I saw him standing near the dining room table on the other end of the room, smiling at me. I picked up the pace and when I got into the hallway, I looked in the mirror. He was at the entrance of the hallway and suddenly sprinted after me. I ran into my room and shut and locked the door. Now, when you've got a Ouija board and a thing like that in your house, you don't use it. I did talk to him a few times. I asked him what he wanted from me. He said the usual demon stuff like, your, your soul, soul, and whatever. I scoffed at him. After talking to him, he didn't seem all that frightening. One day, while home alone, I was recording out of boredom, you know, getting my ghost hunter on. I got no responses to my questions, but after letting it record for a bit, it picked up this very clear growl that I did not hear. It sounded like it was right in front of the mic, which would have been directly in front of me. I showed my family and no one knew what the hell it was, but everyone agreed it was a growl. I don't have the recording anymore. The tape recorder broke for some reason. One night, after having stopped a Ouija board session due to the triangle thing, I forgot the name, nearly flipping over and flying out from under my hand, I was chilling on my computer doing, I don't know, whatever. My computer chair was partially broken so the backrest could be wiggled pretty far back. This caused me to avoid leaning on it so I wouldn't make it worse or fall. I kept getting this nagging pull to use the board again, but I refused. Then the back of my chair vibrated. It was very slight, so I ignored it. It slowly increased. 
I thought maybe it was an earthquake, but nothing else was moving. Eventually, it was like somebody was violently shaking it back and forth. It was so bad I had to jump out of my chair. I yelled for it to stop, that we're done talking for the night, and then I sat back down. It did it again, but so hard the whole chair jolted. I got up and said, well, I guess I'm done on the computer then, and then left the room to watch TV with my parents. Nothing else happened that night. Another time while home alone, I brought out the board. I don't know who I contacted. They just said that they have a friend who wants to meet me. I said, no thank you, but got no reply. I tried to move the triangle thing, but it felt like it weighed 100 pounds. Then I heard the door that leads into the garage open. I froze and thought, there's no way that just happened. It slammed shut, footsteps pounding through the kitchen, through the dining room, through the hallway, and it stopped at my door. My mind was going a mile a minute. I sat there in silence as I watched the doorknob rattle. I practically held my breath, and then everything went silent. I went back to the board and said to leave my house, and it replied, Open the door. I said no, and it kept repeating, Open the door vigorously, until I said that my family will be home soon and it needs to leave. Then it said, I will stay, and you will have to come out eventually. I promptly shit bricks, put the board away, and refused to touch it after that. I was trying to get some sleep a few nights later. I could hear my parents talking in their room when I suddenly heard a bouncy ball bouncing inside of my closet. I only know it was my closet from the acoustics and the fact that it hit the closet door a couple times. My dog and I kind of just stared at it, confused as all hell. It was rhythmically bouncing for a good minute until it bounced rapidly like when you don't catch it again. My dog stared for a bit and then laid back down to go to sleep, so I did as well. When my friends came over a couple days later, they wanted to play with the board. I told them that's fine, but I'm not touching it anymore. I took the board out of the closet, and when I opened it, the triangle wasn't in its holder, which is just three holes in a cardboard sheet that goes over the board. I took it off, and sure enough, it was there on the board. I distinctly remember putting it in the holder, and no one had touched it since I put it away. I told my friends that I'm extremely uncomfortable with it being used in my home, so I put it away. A long time passes, weird things happened less and less, and the board stayed in the closet. A couple friends came over and asked if we could use it one last time at the park where I first used it. I reluctantly agreed. We ended up going into the school right next to the park, which was rumored to be haunted. A previous experience at that school was when we were doing ghost hunting, mostly for shits and giggles. Most of the group was sitting upstairs while me and a couple friends were downstairs. They kept messing around and what have you when we heard the windows to the classroom next to us rattling. The building is tall and covered in a bunch of windows. Every single one of them was doing it. Once it stopped, all the computers in the classroom turned on and we decided to call it a night. Okay, back to using the Ouija board though. We were in one of the corridors that's between classrooms. There's a little alleyway type gap that you can walk in that's between the back of the classrooms and the brick wall. I bring the board out and the triangle thing immediately points to that gap. 
which is pitch black by the way. I asked what about it and it told me to go back there. I said no, that we can talk fine with me where I'm at. It pointed at the spot over and over and kept saying to go back there, so I said that we're done with that. I begin putting the board away when I feel what I can only describe as a punch going through my skull. I fell forward and my friend caught me. I couldn't see or hear anything. I said, get me out of here. If you're talking, I can't hear you. Get me out of here now. They put the board away and had to carry me out because I was too weak to walk. My vision and hearing came back once we exited the school and I explained what had happened. After that, the board was put away and eventually given to a friend I used to have. Her mother found it and threw it out. It was honestly for the best. Wow, I had a couple chills going up my spine with that one, Charlie. The head punch feeling makes me think that whatever was using the board for communication was trying to overpower you. I'm glad you never gave in. Staying away from Ouija boards, especially for you, is definitely a solid idea. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode. If you'd like to submit your own personal spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. You can also email me at hauntedpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on most social media platforms, Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, or on Instagram at it's haunted what now. And of course, our website is hauntedpod.com. Audio engineering was provided by Chess Gray, who manages Chess Gray Music. The official composer for the show is Nico at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that?